Hello and welcome to Comics Solving Problems. I'm Stephen Allen. And I'm Eric McElroy. Good evening. Good evening indeed. Oh, we've gone all very posh. Um, so welcome along to this. It's our streaming show. We do it twice a week. Comic Solving Problems. The world is full of problems. We'll have a crack at solving them, whether they be from the news or anything that you message during the show. Uh, these days, so much to mention. We're part of the um, Edinburgh Festival. We're not in Edinburgh. Yep. It's not really a festival, but it counts these days because uh, thanks, COVID. So we're a part of the free festival side of that. Thanks for watching and following on that. Uh, during the show, wherever you're watching this, you can send messages, add it to our pile of problems we'll try and solve. Uh, oh, and by the way, because we've just kicked off now, now would be a really good time for you to click share or whatever okay. in whichever platform you're watching it. Let's spread the word. Please. Come on, help Please. us out a little bit. I got um, a dog. That's true. And, spoiler alert, by the end of today's show, I can promise you we will see what Eric's dog looks like. Yes. Well, is he yeah. back in the show? Oh, that's he's, so exciting. He's back in the show. You don't know how or why yet, but you'll find nope. out. So there's a little that's exciting. He's um, so cute, guys. You're going to love him. And if at any stage you enjoy the show, you can uh, chuck some money in our little uh, tip uh, jug. The, the link's down the bottom, but more on that still to come. Um, so, yeah. Eric, have you got any problems that you want to be probleming? That's right. Uh, we do deal with the world's problems, and there are plenty of problems um, in the news right now. And looking back to my country of birth, the United States of America, it is convention time. Woo! Presidential conventions. You're the only now. one happy about that. That's <laughs> You're exciting. so happy. Bless you. I mean, I love American elections anyway because they never end. Um, and uh, especially if you listen to Donald Trump these days, he says it will never end even when there's a result uh, because he's going to stay in power forever. He's not a fascist. He's fine. But that's not the problem I want to talk about right now. I want to talk about the problem of the fact that we are in COVID-19. So we have a problem of how do you have a virtual convention? Because, I mean, they're like the party conferences, Steve. So, you you know, you've seen the big party conferences here. Everybody gets together. It's where they do the speeches. It's where people network. I'm sure that um, there's a transmission of a number of diseases at those conventions even before COVID. Um, but that's, you know, that's how politics works. But now we have to have virtual conventions. And so that's what the Democrats, they're up first. They're this week. Next week, it's the Republican shot. So they're the first out of the gate with this. And so what they've done, Steve, is they've kind of done this hodgepodge of things like this. They're doing virtual, uh, just like we're doing virtual gigs. They're doing a virtual convention. So they're trying to reach out. And it's some of it was really interesting and effective because they could go to different parts of America. They could highlight mm -hmm. different people, maybe people who wouldn't make it to the big stage on a big convention. And so they've got like um, the first clip here. We're going to show little clips of the show uh, that they did last night, the first night of it. This is a woman who's a representative from Maine. So they're able to go to Maine and see her speak in her home environment. Here we go. I'm Sarah Gideon, and I'm running to represent Maine in the U.S. Senate. Every day, I see the caring and resilient spirit that will get us through this crisis. Americans are looking out for one another. It's time we had leadership in Washington that did the same. With Joe Biden in the White House and a Democratic Senate, I know we can build back our economy and our communities even stronger. Isn't that great, Steve? It's mm. folksy and sweet. And you know what I want to do right now? I want to have an apple pie. Oh, nice. It's nice. It's folksy. Now, the thing is, is she did that, which I think was great. But then she did something that she's a Democrat. She's a liberal. And then she did something that only a liberal would do, which you can see here. Please help me welcome someone who's an inspiration to all of us and one of my favorite artists, Maggie Rogers. God. 
I mean, only liberals would do that. Is that here we go? I'm going to throw to a woman standing on the beach, and we're going to fade to sunset. What the fuck are you guys doing? All right? Do you want to know who's going to be at Trump's convention next week? Do you want to know the kind of people that are in Trump's Republican Party? Here, I've got a little look at the ladies on their side. President Trump declared Antifa domestic terrorist organization. <laughs> I have a message for Antifa terrorists. Stay the hell out of Northwest Georgia. You won't burn our churches, loot our businesses, or destroy our homes. I'm Marjorie Green, and I approve this message. She's real. Yeah, I'll be fair to her. Nobody wants to go to Northwest Georgia, Marjorie. But the point is, that's on her side of the fence. She won her primary. She's yeah. likely going to be in Congress next year. And we're up there strumming away on the beach with the fucking sunset. <laughs> But the Democrats did try and reach across the aisle. They are trying to connect with some Republicans who are understandably not comfortable with what Trump has done to the party because he's a fascist. And they had people like Ohio former governor John Kasich come and speak uh, or you know, do a little video at the convention. And here is what John had to say. America is at a crossroads. Sometimes elections represent a real choice, a choice we make as individuals and as a nation about which path we want to take when we've come to challenging times. America is at that crossroads today. Are you doing some sort of visual metaphor there, John? I wasn't sure if that was clear enough that you mentioned crossroads twice when you're standing on one, because it is true, John. I'll be honest with you. We indeed are at a fork in the road of America, and we are about to take a turn and you know what we need to do to win we need to seal the deal i love you dolphin anyway is it a dolphin or a seal i'm very confused by that metaphor now um well it is a it is a seal but i when i named him this i've had this since i was four and i called it dolphy um because i was i was a republican at the time um <laughs> But the highlight of the convention of the evening last night, uh, this is Monday, the highlight of the first night of the convention was, of course, Michelle Obama. And we got just a little bit of a taste of her here because she was also dishing it out. Donald Trump is the wrong president for our country. He has had more than enough time to prove that he can do the job, but he is clearly in over his head. He cannot meet this moment. He simply cannot be who we need him to be for us. It is what it is. Okay. Nice. It is what it is. Now, where does that come from, Steve? That's a little bit of a throwback to what Trump said in an interview just a few weeks ago. So she was definitely calling him out for it, because this is where he used that same phrase. A thousand Americans are dying a day. They are dying. That's true. And you ha it is what it is. But That's right. Ouch. It is what it is. The people are dying. I don't know. They all feel like they're married to me. Everything is going wrong. It is what it is. They die. So that's why she put that out there. Now, she basically, a lot of commentators were saying that she definitely threw down on Trump and that she laid down all, because she's massively popular. So, of course, you know Donald Trump. He has to retaliate, doesn't he? So this is what he had to say about Michelle Obama. In other words, women dominate the United States. I think we can say that very strongly. That's not what he said. I know. <laughs> <laughs> he did say that today, but he wasn't saying that about Michelle. He went on in the same speech that was meant to celebrate the fact that women have had to write the vote in America for the last hundred years. Today is the anniversary of that. Um, oh, so uh, he said that, but um, then he continued to 
to criticize her and call her names that I won't mention here. Hmm. I so, wondered if, you know, if he's talking about that, I wondered if it was going to be a Russian bedroom hotel situation. <laughs> but I guess not. All being spanked yeah. with a copy of Time magazine with your own face on it. Is that what it is? Yeah, yeah. that's right. Russian women dominate the United States. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, guess, I guess they do. So we've got four, three more nights of the Democratic convention coming up. So we'll hopefully have some more clips when we're back on Thursday. Lovely stuff. Thank you to some of the messages coming through. Um, I love you, Eric, says Heather. All right. <laughs> Which, Hi, Heather. Such, uh, such an insight into America, Brill. Uh, I mean, I, I agree. Still depressing, though, isn't it? I mean, even though it's not, it's, it's that country, not ours. Still kind of depressing. Um, yeah. Jeremy says, the lady with a gun looks like newsreader Sophie Rayworth. Well, okay. Uh, approach both with caution in case you've got the wrong one. <laughs> you never know. My advice. Uh, and Stevie says, can you solve the problem? Uh, can you solve Swindon Borough Council problem, the problem of being useless? Much love. It's added to the list then because you've sent it through. I don't think we'll be able to solve the Swindon Borough Council issue. I mean, thank you for sending that thing. If anything, I will write about that in my column in the Swindon Advertiser. Genuine thing. Um, yep. So maybe Are I will. Are you in the Swindon Advertiser now? I'm in the Swindon Advertiser as well. Yeah. Jesus. There should be a copy of it up there somewhere. There's the advertiser. There it is. Oh, my God. In case you haven't followed us, if you're new to watching the show, Steve, um, how many uh, is syndicated throughout the United Kingdom um, in a local small village near you? How many uh, publications are you in these days, Steve? Difficult to add up because there are some that run it sometimes, some that run it every fortnight. But in general, there is a chance that if the planets aligned, there could be like 17 newspapers that would have a copy of a column that I've written. Um, That's insane. Yeah, because, I mean, lockdown. i got nothing else to do. Um, and, and neither of you, so you can keep the comments coming through. By the way, the link's up if you'd like to chuck a donation in our direction. Yes. Um, so have a look. I love you too, Steve, says Heather. Oh, thank you, because for a minute there, my fragile male stand-up comedian ego was just in pieces. Um, <laughs> it doesn't take much, Heather, these days, because we don't get a lot of audience feedback. So mm, yep. this is it. Um, Stevie says she was a Terminator Sarah Connor rejected actress of course are we talking about the <laughs> which which one out of the clips that you just played yeah I mean the one singing on the, the probably beach. Do you I know, think I'm, she's famous I don't know who she is but I oh must God. admit I, I'll have a look at another I'll look at the clip because I used to watch the Sarah Connor Chronicles which only <laughs> ended because of the writer's strike let's not you know, it wasn't a bad TV show, just that series two just went nowhere. Um, I when you played that clip where they she finishes the like delivers the bit and then throws to a musician, it reminded me, and Eric, you might not get this as a reference, of mm -hmm. watching the two Ronnies as a kid and then hating the bit when they had a musician on. Like it was funny <laughs> and Ledge and Shirley Bassey. Mm. Yeah. So it's a bit like that. Well, what they're up against is the fact that the, the Democrats all week long have massive celebrities. Uh, Billie Eilish, who my, I've been told by my daughter is famous, is going to be playing. And uh, But next week, for the Republicans, the only celebrity they have so far is Scott Baio. Do you know who that is? Um, Scott Baio, as in yeah. the Quantum Leap? Charles, Charles in Charge um, from... Uh, oh, no, I'm getting it wrong then. Yeah. Well, you don't even see, you don't even know who he is. So we'll cover that next week. He's Scott, coming up. I've got Google right here. Bayo. How do you spell Bayo? B A I O. B A I O. Oh, isn't he from Happy Days or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Happy Days as well. But okay. he was also Charles in Charge. That was okay. his later show. Okay. Um, but yeah, he's their only celebrity. Wow. Okay. Yep. I mean, let's be honest, neither of us are Republicans, but we're also looking for work. So if they need someone to do a Type 5 before they bring on Scott Bayo. Oh, yeah. Definitely. I will. And I'll even bring my fork. I'm available. Uh, keep the messages coming through. And, uh, yeah, if you'd like to check some money in our pot, that would be much appreciated. But more on that still to come. Um, well, before we get to solving the problem of Swindon Borough Council, which is on the list. Yeah, um, we'll put the, it down. 
the problem I want to solve has got to be about the education results. Now, look, we got into this on last Tuesday's show. If you go and look at our YouTube, you can you can watch that again. We talked about Scotland and how they'd made a bit of a mess of it because they'd published some results and they had an algorithm that made poor kids do less well. And it's not an yeah. algorithm that you need. Poor kids are already disadvantaged <laughs> enough. Don't put any effort into it. As someone who grew up in a working class background, I still suffer from it. There are still times when I have to go out for a meal with some middle-class people, and there are things you don't <laughs> learn as a kid. So I'm still sat there panicking a bit about which knife, what wine goes with this, what meal do I have to eat, you know, which which is something for me to wash my fingers in and what's actually just a drink. Um, yeah, those kind of things. Confusing for me. And then it makes me get quiet, and then people say, oh, that Steve's rather aloof. Jog on, Jasper. <laughs> if you create the rules, you get to win at the game. We all know what Jasper. life's like. They're all, they're all Jaspers. Um, so it took about a day in Scotland to change their mind, do the U-turn, and then, okay, it was a bit of a mess, but the question on all of our lips was, were we going to manage to make a worse situation of it down here for England and Wales? Would Gavin mm. Williamson manage to botch this one even worse? Gavin? That's my focus. That's what I'm going to be doing. Yeah, he did. <laughs> oh, managed to do a U-turn. And... So, OK, so it's not been a great day for him. We can just rattle through some of the headlines. Um, front page of the Mail says the government makes humiliating U-turn on the Times. Scramble for university places after exam U-turn. Front page of the Guardian. So even newspapers that shouldn't really agree are all having a go at him for doing the uh, the U-turn. This has not gone well. This is such a mess that the government has now launched an inquiry to see if Chris Grayling was actually in charge. Because this <laughs> smells so bad that it should be a Grayling one. But it wasn't. Yep. It was Gavin Williamson. And he was doing the press rounds today. Didn't go well. I don't know if you saw any of them, but he was on Sky earlier on. I want to play the clip from Sky because... I, I, think, I think it's amazing. You're an education secretary who has presided over the biggest fiasco in the history of A-levels, who's caused untold mental anguish to tens of thousands of students. You knew about this for months and you didn't do it. I, I'm just wondering why you haven't done the honourable thing and resigned. Whoa. Ouch. Wow. Someone, someone had better find the education secretary because I just witnessed someone getting schooled. Damn. Ooh. That that was such a harsh schooling. <laughs> Ofsted are going to have to inspect. Damn. <laughs> if, if it comes to uh, working out how well you think Gavin Williamson is doing, I'd give him a D minus. Sorry, yeah. a B. Actually, no, sorry, a C. Maybe an F sharp. It's harder than it looks, this just randomly coming out of stuff. Because it's all to do with an algorithm. Now, um, Eric, you've got kids. Any of them near the yep. age of getting GCSE? My, my daughter's going to be starting the GCSE process next year. Okay. So she's just going into the limited courses that you chose. So she's just beginning. So I think she'll do... I get confused because I don't really pay attention to what they're doing, where they're learning. But um, yeah, I think she's got a, two years till she sits for any exams. Is that yeah. how it works? I don't so, know. so I think the big mess of A levels. That's pretty bad. Um, they were trying yeah. to use the same algorithm with GCSE results, but they've delayed the results. And actually, we managed to get a sneak preview of the algorithm that they were going to use for GCSEs. Ooh, Remember, they've nice. changed GCSEs now. You now get yeah. a grade between one and nine. The algorithm mm -hmm. that they were going to use. Um, oh, hang on. I think I'll bring up the algorithm. There it is. The algorithm they're going to use. There's a joke for the Excel fans. <laughs> oh, God. Does that actually make any sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So the, <laughs> the rand bit generates a random number between 0 and 0 0.9 on a reoccurring. Times it by mm -hmm. 8, round it to one decimal place, and then put one on it, and there's the results there. 
it's hilarious, Steve. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Boy. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's the level. It's your fault. You teamed up with me. You know what I'm like. Yep. I mean, if there's an if there's accountants watching, I think that could be our real target market. They're going to be the ones that uh, put us forward for the big time. If they're if accountants are watching, they can afford to chuck some money in the pot. Just saying, <laughs> and they know how much they can afford as well because they'll have done a spreadsheet on it. They haven't even but, been furloughed. They've been working all goddamn time. So, Gavin Williamson, do you think he's going to resign? Everyone's talking about it. Do you think he's going to yeah. go? No. No, you're right, um, because as we saw in the Times, Boris Johnson backs loyal Gavin Williamson. Now, of call me harsh, but we don't need loyalty as much as we need competence. Yeah. That's what you want. In the, I mean, look, for example, here is a picture of Eric's dog, which was in a sketch that I did in like episode eight. Yeah. That dog may well be loyal, mm. but it doesn't make me think that that dog should be qualified to be the Secretary <laughs> for Education. There is... There is a difference between the two, and we need to get it right, because this mess is just going to carry on. So we never should have let an algorithm do it. Um, algorithm, before we let our algorithms predict our kids' future, bear in mind yeah. algorithms are the reasons that I get adverts like this. <laughs> now, I'm not sure what I would have said into my Google Home to make it think that that's the, <laughs> the product that I want. Can you wait 15 days for delivery? Yeah. Yeah, I can. I'm in no rush to blindfold cats. I don't know. Because <laughs> the, fact, the fact that the algorithm thinks that's what I want it makes yeah. me even worried if I'm the cat killer of the M25. You know, <laughs> what, what could I have said in conversation that would have been misinterpreted by the algorithm? Like, maybe I had a conversation about, I like roads where you can't see cat's eyes. And they're like, oh, wait, we're getting one of them. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you to uh, stand-up comedian Miss Micah as well, who we were tweeting about this. And she sent a picture of an advert that the algorithm sent to her even worse look at that what? I mean, I mean oh <laughs> what could you have said that would have made the internet thing yeah you're going to be interested in buying some of that for only five dollars <laughs> only five dollars <laughs> whatever it is you weren't going to pay a lot for it oh yeah because you're not going you, you can't really use it once and throw it away I'll i had to think Okay. Um, this might be this, the, what happened, right? So if you were sat there next to your friend, you're watching TV, yep. a car goes past and the engine backfires. And your friend goes, oh! And you say, oh, you big baby, you nearly shit yourself. <laughs> that might be what that was about. Yep. Um, so look, mm -hmm. is it going to make a difference? I don't. I think this is the right thing. Let the predicted grades count. It'll still favour the middle class people because yep. any parent that has bought a ridiculously expensive gift for a teacher at the end of the term oh it's sweet grade time isn't it i uh, hate that yeah we how don't much, do that in america by the way you shouldn't i don't think it should even be allowed over here but yeah. how much it's paying for favor isn't it and this is really yeah. going to pay off do you do it do you do it with your kids yeah oh, you get guilted into tipping here it's insane i mean because because in america we don't even pay our teachers livable salary so why would we tip them Good point. Well made. Um, and then what happens? So loads of kids are going to get grades that they predicted. The poor kids won't do as badly. Don't worry. The university system can still weed out the poor. Like mm -hmm. Oxbridge, they'll still have their entrance interviews. Bit, oh, you, you pronounce it bath, do you? Oh, I think we have some paperwork. We can get a scholarship <laughs> for you. Um, so don't worry about it. And yeah, that means there's not enough spaces in universities. But at the same time, no one's teaching at universities now. It's all online courses. As long yeah. as you've got the broadband, flipping, who cares? The big question is, 
when it looks like they're trying to move the blame for this onto Ofqual, like the ombudsman um, for it. To find out more, I am joined on the line by a Conservative uh, government minister. Thank you very much for being with me. Ah, hello, Steve. Um, so, by the looks of things, you're trying to move the responsibility for the algorithm that Ofqual came up with. You are treating them as a scapegoat. Not at all. We're not making Ofqual a scapegoat. In fact, if there is any blame, it lands squarely on the desk of Public Health England. It's just a shame they can't be here to say sorry now that we've disbanded them. That's all very fortunate, isn't it? And I thought you were going to be blaming Public Health England on the dealing with the pandemic. No, we, we wouldn't do that. The failings in the handling of the pandemic were the fault of um, Marks and Spencers, who can't be here to apologise because they're too busy dealing with the cutbacks they're bringing in. Again, very c- convenient. And also, it's not Marks and Spencers, it's Marks and Spencer. Really? They're down to only one Spencer already. Bloody cutbacks. Uh, is anything your fault? No. And if it is, we'll blame it on the previous administration. But the previous administration was the Conservative government. Bastards. Wouldn't trust them to run a bath. And that's what we're dealing with. Um, <laughs> thank you very much for joining me. That's the situation, state of play uh, with the exams. Yeah. Bath. Bath. Is that how you say it? I'm going to bath. The posh people call it bath. to be bath. here gigging in bath. Yeah. I do. I, I'm going to try and say, say, I say I say Birmingham correctly, but bath is one that I don't. Bath. Bath. Um, uh, Mark says cute dog. You see, Thank we you. knew this would happen. Thank we spend you. all day writing jokes. Picture of his dog. That's and his seal. Seal called Dolphin. Dolphy. He's so cute. I've had him. This guy's been in my life longer than my wife. He'll be with me longer as well. Uh, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Heather says, was the photo next to uh, next to that one, Steve? Uh, what was the photo next to that one? The photo was of an old person in, in the interview. Is that what we mean? Um, and then Mark says, uh, there's a soft Excel cell waiting for you. Steve, <laughs> nice, because nice, they're called cells. I like it. Padded, a padded cell. Nice, yeah, very good. Um, if you're enjoying the show at all, check somebody <laughs> in that direction. You can keep the comments coming through. We've got some more of those to go through as well. Uh, you can message us individually on Twitter too. Our names yep. are up there. If you fancy it uh, and any problems, keep them coming through. We'll try and see if we can solve them. Please do that. And yeah, I can't see any problems coming through. My my Facebook connection isn't working over here. So uh, Twitter is the best way if you want to send us a problem during the show. Um, but another problem, uh, I can't, can't help turning to the States, Steve. It's just so much going on. I can't stop. Um, but this is a problem. I, you know, I'm trying to empathize with Trump, even though I don't agree with him on most things, um, because the thing is, he's not doing very well in the polls. Um, and um, he's try- he's got to convince himself that he's winning. Because that's the kind of guy he is. He set himself up all of his career to be a winner. And the thing is, he's got something that he thinks is in his back pocket that means he is going to win the election, even though all of the polls show that he's currently losing. And if you want to know what it is, you just have to listen really carefully, as we can see here. I think there's more enthusiasm for 2020 than there was even for 2016. And 2016 was a record. You found that out. And I believe there's much more enthusiasm now than there was even in 2016. We have a silent majority, the likes of which nobody has seen. Oh, well, there we go, Steve. All right. And I think, actually, we've got a little clip of the silent majority, which we can hear right now. (laughs) They don't exist. 
you're going to lose. We hope. Everyone has to vote. Um, but the thing is, it's not just the silent majority that Trump has for him. He's got something else that's pretty special. I just looked. There are thousands of boats in lakes, rivers, and oceans. Thousands and thousands of boats. It's called Boaters for Trump, Boaters for Trump Pence. There's signs all over. Some of the boats have 10 flags on them. They're incredible. Yeah, he's gotten confused, and I'm not going to correct him. He, you know, we know he needs voters, but he's gone for boaters. Don't tell him. <laughs> We've actually got a shot uh, of one of the Boaters for Trump right here. going well um <laughs> now where did he get this idea where did this idea for voters for trump come from trump knows there are thousands we did nothing to do this this, this is just generic it just happened <laughs> i don't think that's what he meant to say there um but if trump of course trump never misspeaks he just says a word and then rolls with it it's the kofefe model of speech yeah. And I'm sure he did mean organic there, but of course he would never want to say anything that was organic because that's what us libtards do. Um, and so he meant that it was generic and that it's normal behavior for people. It's generic, normal behavior for people in a cult. Right. Uh, that's like, what they do. Like generic chemistry or, oh, you really must try this latte. It's from generic beans. Yeah, exactly. Now, I mean, the thing is, this voter for Trump is a real deal, Steve. Did you? Do, have you I, mean, I don't know if that's made it over here to the UK. I don't think we've ever done that here, um, but it's real. And so I don't want to just, you know, take the piss. Uh, we've actually got images of the actual parade that happened over the weekend. Thousands of patriots hit the high seas for a record-breaking Trump boat parade in Florida. Crowds of Trump supporters showing up on boats and bridges. They needed more than 1,180 boats. Did I see that right? To break the record. They ended up beating it with 1,600 boats. Drone footage capturing the sheer size of the parade as it stretched through Pinellas County outside Tampa. And those are your headlines. That's pretty cool looking, Pete, isn't it? Uh, yeah, Guinness Book of World Records boat parade. Like The Spanish Armada's got nothing on Trump supporters down there. <laughs> That's right, the Spanish Armada for Trump. Now, Steve, I'll be honest with you, in American history, we don't spend a lot of time on the Spanish Armada because mm. it happened outside of America, so we don't really give a shit. Um, <laughs> if you've, We do have some Americans that watch the show, Steve. Would you like to explain the success of the Spanish Armada to our American audience? I mean, so it was in the 1500s, um, yeah. which makes it as old as you lot, roughly, yeah. in it. Um, we were there, sort of, not yeah. much. Um, yeah. I wouldn't call it... Well, I, I would call it a roaring success if if by the fire, the flames. So, yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't pitch your, your boat to it. Yeah. And even though it was a long time ago, we do have a clip of the Spanish Armada right here. There she goes. Ouch. There we go. Um, yeah, good time for Trump. I mean, it's, I know I almost don't blame you for bringing up Trump again because yeah. it's gonna it's gonna happen a lot. Um, yeah. In fact, we've got some messages that are already talking about. It. I think this is good. This is Brontone on um, the Free Festival uh, Twitch says, "Ooh, what am I watching? OMG!" So it could just be so shocked at what Donald Trump's been getting up to. And Brontone, this yeah. is for you. Then there's another thing that Donald Trump's been doing, and this is the headline: uh, Melania Trump pulls hand mm -hmm. away from Donald as they step off Air Force One. 
maybe things aren't going well in that relationship um maybe it's out of warranty i don't know what the phrase is and i've got my other mic for this because we have the actual video and then i'm going to uh -huh. use this mic to commentate on it just because it makes it a bit breathier like actual sports okay. reporters Great. Um, so i'm going to play the video and then we'll play it again in slow motion so we can see what's happening see if you think she pulled her hand away so here's the video and they go coming out the plane what's going on there mm. and oh okay we need to play can we play that again in slow motion uh, you can see that he goes in for what pickpockets would call trying to nick the handbag. Uh, she notices this move, panics, goes for wallet, uh, checks for keys, and she's free. He tries to reach for what he's normally known for grabbing, but she keeps the wrist to the hip to prevent <laughs> access. Um, so, good to know. Now, she needs one of those little masks that was uh, pictured on the cat earlier. Yeah, <laughs> I bet he make him sleep in one, which would explain the lack of tan around that area. Yeah, it would. that's not quite what I was going for with that, but you took it to a better place. I took it to a nicer place, yeah. Yeah, the, you definitely the, did. Look, how long do you think I spent today trying to not write that version of the joke about that picture of a cat in a blindfold? <laughs> and then I just went and did it. I just it went and did it because I knew it needed to be said. It needed to be said. Uh, right. Some messages still coming through on this and other things. Earlier on, we talked about how, isn't it annoying when, when you're watching the two Ronnies and they cut to a musical thing? Uh, Mark Randall says, Steve, do the accent. I didn't bring the glasses in, but let's pretend I brought the glasses ah. in. <laughs> Good evening. There Maybe we you want go. me to do it while you do the voice? I'll yeah. Oh, yeah. Like this, isn't it? <laughs> the producer said, Ronnie, 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 Ronnie. Um, the, let's have a look. Thank you, John, John Motson. Method. Yes, indeed. Uh, and then Stevie on Periscope wants to know if we can deal with the issue of Nigel Farage wearing shorts at Dover trying oh, to God. book into hotels. No, I, I would defend this man on this issue. Really? If Nigel Farage is in Dover, he should be wearing shorts. Yeah. Because he wants to get people... His theory would be people should come to the coast and then turn around and head back to France. And right. nothing is going to make people more willing to turn around <laughs> and head back to France than seeing him with his hairy pair dangling out of those. I probably mean legs. That's true. Yeah, I mean, I did see Nigel Farage speak once, uh, and he was wearing full trousers. And I have to say, I can see why people are drawn to him, because he's got a very dynamic, he's very funny. Um, and I have to say, as a foreigner living in this country, after listening to Nigel Farage for a little while, I wanted to leave. <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah. Daniel Dearlove says, love you, boys. Love you, too. Thank you for watching. Um, and I think we're up to date with uh, some of the some of the comments and other cool. pages to go on, but we're going to do more of those in, yeah. in a sec. Um, and it's always nice. This is a good chance. If you'd like to enjoy what we're watching, you can always throw us a drink. Yeah. Um, in terms of another problem then, so yes. the lockdown problem. We're slowly, we're coming out of it, but then certain areas are going back into it. And it's posing a different problem for us to mm. manage to uh, try and deal with. Look, here's a uh, headline. Ireland significantly tightens restrictions in fight oh. to control COVID-19 outbreaks. We're going to see a lot of that uh, over in England. Oldham feared to be on the brink of a catastrophic coronavirus lockdown. Ooh. And I must say, I do not blame anyone who lives in Oldham for that. And I know when it happens in other areas up near Greater Manchester, people said it was because they weren't social distancing. Mm -hmm. But if you live in Oldham, it's not your fault. Because even no. the name of the town you live in promotes getting closer than two metres. Oldham, all right. The... the <laughs> Needed, needed to be done. Look, I, I spent five hours not doing that cat joke earlier. I deserve that one, don't I? Okay. I just, I didn't, I was, I was trying to see where I was going, and I couldn't, I didn't, I didn't say it in my head. I was thinking, old ham. 
Because they eat old hands? Yeah, it's my accent. Okay. Series two, episode three, <laughs> finally got a genuine laugh out of him. Um, <laughs> but uh, there's one place where they're not doing too much lockdown, and you'll never guess where. It's uh, it's Wuhan, where it all kicked what? off. Thousands attend a pool party. This is how lax the restrictions are there. There's a pool party. Now, everyone's like, oh, it's disgraceful. Bear in mind, they've not had a case for months, but also they've not reported a case for months. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so we've got the footage of the actual pool party. See how comfortable you'd be. Let's check out issues. In fact, let's watch it now. We can see um, the social distancing. Look how packed together they are. Uh, look at the people on the stage. This DJ, she's not wearing gloves, no mask. She doesn't have headphones on. I don't know if that helps. And here's my favourite bit. Listen to the guy on the microphone. Would this worry you? Here we go. Hey, you! But it's so difficult, isn't it? Because in theory, you should be like, it's fine. Technically, there's no... It feels almost like it's a prejudice to panic because it's Wuhan. But at the same time, yeah. maybe you shouldn't go to any pool party anywhere. It's a bit no. like human soup. If you're going to catch something... I mean, in the old days when I was growing up, you go near a pool, you used to have to walk through a Veruca bath. So, And I pronounce it bath. And that is why I'm not getting on at life. Um, but if you received a phone call inviting you to that pool party... I think it might go a bit like this. Davey Dave, how you doing? Yeah, good times, good times. What can I do you for? Pool party? Yeah, where is it? Wuhan. <laughs> um, I think I'm, I'm washing my hair. Yeah, sorry. What's that? My hair will get washed at a pool party? Yeah, I suppose it will. All right, count me in. Method. <laughs> After filming that, you got I to do the, the Steve and Allen patented gulp. <laughs> months of my gulp. life was spent learning how to do that. Uh, right, before we move on to any more problems, uh, some messages coming through. Richie says, "Good evening, guys." Drew says, "Good evening, gentlemen." I should have read these out early doors, but they're on YouTube, and I forgot to check. Uh, yep. Drew points out, "I was thinking of Scott Bakula." Quantum leap. Ah, yes, he's fine. He's yeah. fine. Even if he spoke at the Republican convention, he's fine because he had quantum leap. You can't. No, Scott yeah. Bale, Charles in Charge, and uh, Happy Days. That's his famous. He, he did quantum things. leap, but he also did Star Trek Enterprise. Uh. Hmm. Um, Larry <laughs> says, "Hey Stevie, I won't be voting for Trump again this year." That's that's an interesting. Is that Larry? That sounds like it's Larry. He used to be on the radio show I did, but oh, okay. I'd be surprised if it was, for for some interesting reasons. Yeah, I didn't think you guys were talking anymore. Yeah, not really. Um, uh, Drew says Danny sends his love. I did a gig with Danny on the weekend. Thank you for that. Uh, also, some more messages coming through. Ellie says sorry I'm late, and then Mark points out you've missed a picture of Eric's dog and a John Motson impression. They were yep. the highlights. Um, and uh, there's a thumbs up there, and then there was. Uh, so Oldham could have been worse. They could have uh, gone to Ramsbottom. <laughs> true. They've had a lot of virus problems there. Oh, man, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So keep the messages coming through <laughs> if you would like to uh, buy us a drink. If you've enjoyed the show enough to say, I'll buy these guys a drink. The link's there. And right, let's crack on and do some more problems. Yep. Now, this has obviously been my, I think I have a theme this show that I've got a problem with talking about Trump and talking about the, even when I was trying to talk about the Democratic election, I brought in clips of Trump because he's just pervasive. He's just everywhere. So Steve and I were talking about, you know, the the show, and I don't want to be just known as a guy who talks about America because 
because I've lived in the UK for 20 years. I'm British, um, Bath. And um, so I thought, I'll talk about some other problems that are non-Trump related. And then I saw this story and I thought, we'll just, we'll do, we'll just do a grab bag of stories. Steve's going to just spin it and he's going to throw the stories at me. They're all non-Trump. We're just going to put it in there. And here's the first one. This one is absolutely gorgeous. Uh, we've got it here. A little bit of snowing cocoa. Who wouldn't like that? What? Nice? And in Switzerland, no less. But basically, there's a chocolate factory in Switzerland, because that's all they have, except for the cows and the Jewish gold. And oh, um, there was a problem with the <laughs> ventilation system. <laughs> and the ventilation system went the wrong way, and it just poofed out the uh, the chocolate flakes and it started snowing chocolate that's that, nice and that you say it's nice but imagine yeah. what it would be like to not know the story walk down the street <laughs> see a pile of something that looks like chocolate would you be brave enough to try it well and then it's coming down and you're thinking oh today's a sunny day it's a fine day for me to wear my brand new white trousers um Maybe not once you sit down on that bench. But uh, all right, so there's a little fun story, a little something nice to think about. Let's just throw it in there, Steve. Throw me. Let's just pick another random story from the news. What have you got for me, Steve? Oh, oh fuck's sake. Trump floats invalidating the election over mail-in voting basically by saying the election would have to be had again. I thought you were going to stay away from Trump. This it's the so random, the it's the algorithm. I don't blame oh, me. Oh, God, these goddamn algorithms. All right, let's just get rid of that one. Give me another one. There's got to be something else that's happening in the world. What have we got? Oh, here we go. Apple wants to connect your shirts and rugs to the internet. That sounds, wow. Okay. I mean, yeah. is that too much, Steve? What do you think? If you're like, I think it'd be good, actually, because having the dog, because then you could be like, hey, Siri, has the dog made a mess again? And then you'd be like, yes, he's pissed on the carpet in the living room. Right. That'd be handy. Okay. It? Uh, yeah, it could, it could be. And that way, like, the algorithm would know when to send me more cat blindfolds when yeah. my cat has been making its way onto the rugs again. And if you've been wearing your shirt too long because you've been in lockdown and you need some deodorant, it would know and just send you deodorant. Yeah. So. Okay. I mean, normally I think the Internet of, of Things is a bit worrisome because yeah. they don't put security protocols in. I'm not sure I would want the Russians to hack my shirt. <laughs> I mean, uh, why not um, right the, okay the, let's the, the, the reason why i'm not in great shape i don't want anyone to see what's under the shirt there's a reason why after we've done the show right whenever we do this and then i've got to change some settings you notice the camera gets moved around there and back again oh god I'm not standing up on camera no even <laughs> even when we're not broadcasting if i click the wrong button everyone's gonna see yeah yeah no, no we're not we're not stand-up comics anymore no. uh Right, let's put in the algorithm, Steve. Come on, give me a non-Trump story. This is what we need. Let's just do it. Ugh. Oh, for Christ's sake, this is today as well. Bipartisan Senate committees reported that Trump campaign contact with Russia added to, basically, now it's come out that Roger Stone was talking to WikiLeaks, which was talking to the Russians, and this has been put out by the Republican-led committee. Wow. <sighs> That's happened. I can't. I can't deal with this. It's too much. Uh, give me. Trump. There's got. Is there anything else? Okay. Let's see if we can fire up another one. There you go. Oh, thank God. Harry and Meghan. I mean, I don't really give a shit about them, but I just any story. They're lovely. They're gorgeous. What have they done now? They're going to be pitching a top secret project to Hollywood. Who cares? Who cares what they're doing? <laughs> Does it, I just not. It's not. It has nothing to do with Trump. It's yeah. nothing to do with Trump. All right. Let's do one, one more spin. We'll do we'll do a six story in here and let's see what we've got. Uh, let's give it around. Uh, oh, God. Michael Cohen previews tell all book about Trump. Now, actually. I'm excited about this one, Steve. Yep. What, really? You know so the, a Trump yeah. story you're because interested in? Michael Cohen is going to reveal all in this. He's going to talk about the PP tape. 
At least that's according to early leaks. Hey, Whee! he did a joke. Yes. <laughs> oh. I wasn't sure if I was going to do that joke. I reached a fork in my comedic journey. <laughs> and I took yeah. it. And that's the problem when it comes to PP tapes. As soon as you break the seal, <laughs> seal, break the seal. <laughs> you'll be going Sorry, on I was thinking about Dolphy. I got confused there. If you can make a dolphin pun. You, I love him so much. You, dolphin puns. Jesus. Um <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, I don't think I can. Um, right, to keep the messages coming through, let's do some more messages. Um, uh, Stevie says, do French women consent to having their rugs connected? Oh, I think that's for a different show. Ooh, I'm not sure yeah. that's the kind of content we do here. <laughs> uh, in terms of chocolate being sprinkled down, Mark says, not even Willy Wonka did that. Um, but oh, then that yeah. gets Ellie into a conversation saying, have you heard about fire nados? I'm currently fascinated by this and terrified in equal measure, but luckily not American. So it's a mixture of a... Of a tornado and a fire. Oh yeah, so that, 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 that was a new story that did happen. I also America has actual weather, unlike the United Kingdom. That's not. That's more than weather, though. That is danger. <laughs> um, that's that's the wrath of Satan. Yeah, weather is my middle name. No one's ever said that. And they've also, <laughs> and I saw a documentary about this. I think I think worse than the fire nado is where the tornado picks up a shark and then yeah. throws the shark at you. And I saw, I think they're up to five documentaries about Sharknadoes now. Yeah. I'm not watching them all the way through, but you want to be careful. If you go to America, wear a big hat or something. Yeah, if you drive through Wisconsin, it happens. Yeah. Um, and uh, Stevie says, yeah, to the pool party in Wuhan, I would take my chances at a Michael Barrymore one first. Okay, if you're going to sue anyone for that joke, that's Stevie on the comment section <laughs> on Periscope. Um, then Jeremy says, don't forget that Scott was also in Bugsy Malone too." Let's hope he takes his oh, splurge gun uh, to Gunstrom. The <laughs> no, is in also. I think I don't think they made a sequel. Um, the so that's uh, as in Scott Bayo, not Scott Bakula. Was he in Bugsy Malone? I don't recall the film um, actually. So I you really don't remember the film. It's a great film. But also Scott Bakula was definitely in the film that Bruce Willis was in, where he was colorblind, and I can't remember the name of that. The color red, something called something like that. Um, oh, no. That was a great sure. film. Loved that when I was growing up. Any other Scott Bakula or Scott Bayer related films, <laughs> pop them in the message. We'll do it. Ellie. That'll be next week because that'll be during the Republican convention because he is their only celebrity. And we're actually talking about Scott Bakula for no good reason. Uh, and Ellie says, <laughs> crazy shit. Hopefully talking about American weather. Could be talking about the show. We totally don't mind. Um, you can keep the messages coming through. It's truth. So look. Um, We've got to go back to uh, the. Uh, I tell you, I'll do some of the YouTube ones when we've done the next section uh, because right, we, we're got... we're getting close to the end of our time. So uh, I think we've got one more major problem to solve. Yeah, um, this is an update on a problem we had of the boars that attack humans. This is a, an email update. When we're not on air, you can email us uh, or messages on Twitter. And uh, Philip Brennan sends an update to the story: wild boar that stole nudist laptop could meet its demise. That's right, <gasps> they are going to kill the wild boar. No, that was the best story last week. I mean, that is harsh for theft. That's the only... That's all it was guilty of. And I think he got the laptop back. So attempted theft and they kill people in Germany for it. This is probably the harshest thing that's ever happened in Germany. But um, we can go a bit deeper. If we don't remember the story in full detail, if you missed the show... Um, yep, there's the, the boar and a little, a little baby boars. We're running away with a bag that had that man's laptop in it. And there he is. And they said it was like at a nudist camp. I'm looking around. Uh, he's the only one nude. 
Yeah. Who is the boar in that photo? Yeah, it feels a little <laughs> bit like, and I'm not saying this is definitely because I don't want to be sued by that naked man, but it feels a little bit like he turned up to a park, he attached his laptop to a boar for a very good reason to run around going, look at my vena! So <laughs> there is a chance that that is what's happened yeah. there. Um, but it is it is bad news. That little cute little boar that we heard about in a previous show, gone be dead. Um, what? Seems harsh. And here's my favourite bit of the story. <laughs> the New York Times, wherever it was, the New York Post, it says, um, a spunky sow who made off with a nudist <laughs> laptop could face an early demise because locals are getting scared by the skyrocketing number of swine skirmishes, which means they're killing it to teach the others a lesson. Yep. <laughs> you don't have to just buy a pack of pork. <laughs> just open some bacon and go like, you want to mess with me? You don't have to kill the the so bad news, bad boar news. I'm afraid. <laughs> can you can you put that back up again? That uh, quote from the Times. Yeah. Just want to say, in America, we we use the word spunky in slightly different context oh. than we do in the United Kingdom. Because I I thought <laughs> if you think about that, you think, yep, okay, spunky cell. <laughs> it's a different word. It's different. It's like how we we say fanny pack. It's a different different. We don't mean it's one way of defending yourself. It's like, <laughs> you know, they say if you're being mugged, if you pretend to throw up, everyone's got this natural urge to be like, Ugh, if someone's throwing up, I imagine yeah. a boar would be like, oh, not in the eyes. So, <laughs> yep, every show always Different. goes like this. Every Different show. language in America. Um, right. Uh, well, we're getting close to the end of our time. Uh, any any other comments we need to hit up before we uh, we get going? Uh, yeah, let's have a look. Uh, Richard says, uh, sorry, Steve, I thought that Larry would um, would throw you another great show. <laughs> well done. That was weird for a moment. That was a bit yeah. like, for those who don't know, Larry was a character I used to do on a radio show. So to see yeah. Larry start a sentence with, hey, Stevie, it was like... <laughs> Was it? Have I have I um, done a fight club here? Because <laughs> a lot of people did think, and there was a point uh, that Stevie was real, and there was a point when because uh, Steve and I signed up for Twitter at the same time, and uh, Twitter uh, Steve went very have done very well on Twitter for followers, and I was not really I wasn't trying, <clears throat> and um, and Steve created this fake account for this fake character, and Larry the Entertainer uh, had more followers than I did. Yeah. That's not even real. There's the other story as well, where we both had a radio show together, me and Eric, and our producer sent a direct message to the Larry Twitter account saying, hi, could we book you for a show? <laughs> what? And didn't realise it was me, so we're, we're trying to book me to be a guest on our show. Uh, he still probably gets more bookings than I do. Um, uh, Louis Schaefer is in the comments, who says, look at the suits you're wearing. I feel like I'm being denied a bank loan. Well... <laughs> Is it a feeling you're used to? That must be why. Um, yep. And Mark says, which one's the manager? Oh, that's interesting. Mm. Out of the two of us, who would be Captain Mannering and who would be um, Wilson? Well, um, well, you know, I'll defer to you, Steve, since you're the one who has control of my mic and camera, so you would definitely be in charge. He's a stupid boy. Um, <laughs> the, and then Richard in Perfect says, Spunky Sow, it all makes sense now. He wanted, like, do you know what? That's one of those messages that's been edited out <laughs> by YouTube. They've not let me have all the words there. So <laughs> we've crossed a line somewhere. Uh, brilliant. Um, 
Well, I would imagine we're getting close uh, to the end. Uh, if uh, you want to check us out again, we're not officially part of the Free Festival this Thursday uh, because there are some other things going on on the Free Festival channel. But you still can check us out on our YouTube, which you should subscribe to. Which I can um, bring or you can up catch there. us on Facebook. And uh, oh, there it is. Very well done. Very good, Steve. Uh, and that's why you're in charge. And um, the manager, as it were. Uh, God, I'm going to have to call him that now. And um, you can subscribe to us on there. You can share us on Facebook. We uh, And this goes out again as a midnight recap uh, at midnight, yep. funnily enough, uh, the show that we do. But we'll be back Thursday at 9 o'clock. And then, of course, back with the Free Festival for two more shows next week uh, for Tuesday and Thursday at 9 o'clock. And, uh, and if you did enjoy the show at the end of, in Edinburgh, because we did Free Festival shows in Edinburgh, didn't we, Steve? We'd have to come up with ways to get people to donate money on their way out because yeah. we couldn't control when they left. Um, and uh, <laughs> so we do things like, yeah, I would say, because we in Scotland, I'd be like, oh, you know, for any of you Americans that are visiting, you can just give us your Scottish notes because they're worthless down in England. Um, but that doesn't work when you're paying via an online portal. Yes. And also back then, we used to be able to stop people leaving the door unless they put money in. So yep. there's no door to stop. But if you've enjoyed the show enough where you'd say, yeah, I'd buy those guys around when we, if we're in a pub together, that kind of money popped in the pot would be lovely. Let's have a look. Um, a few messages before we go. Richard says the Scott Bakula film is Colour of the Night. Ah. And I think I might have slightly ruined it by pointing out that the colour red is more important in that fight, for those who've seen it, that final scene where Thanks. Bruce Willis's character walks in and all he see, sees is grey, and then he realises it's not grey, it's red. Does he see dead people as well? No, that's no, that's a different film. No, okay, but, yeah, okay. it's not him in that film. The <laughs> unless I suppose he does because he must be checking himself out in the mirror. So actually, yeah, yeah Bruce Willis's character in that in Sixth Sense sees dead people. Um, and then there's a debate that's kicked off in this message board where Louis Schaefer says that I'm the new guy, look at the shirt. You're right, smaller collar. It's a smaller hmm. check. Uh, and then this is a this is a, a whippersnapper tie. Uh, Ellie says the blue tie of Eric shows that you have the superior position. Oh, there we go. Do you want to show everyone how you've tied it? <laughs> because we don't have to stand up. <clears throat> I'll show this, to, this is how I bothered to... Uh, oh, I'm tied. My mic is stuck now. Just, you can just um, lift the tie, I reckon. Yep. See, just go. Looks good. Slow, looks good. Slow, Still looks good. Slow. Uh oh. Uh oh. oh. <laughs> There's no point. <laughs> Don't have to do that equally because sometimes it takes me like six times getting it right to yeah. do. It. So I just once. Done. Yeah, we don't have to bother these days. Yeah, sometimes. I mean, I got lucky with that end. That worked out all right. But you're right. If it had gone wrong, sod it. Um, listen, yeah. that's enough fashion talk. I think we're done. <laughs> we're back Thursday. Track us down on all of our normal places. Uh, until next time, I think we're all done. We'll say goodbye. Thank you very much. Goodbye.